Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast.
Um, because when we do one thing, we can see that one aspect of God. So, like, for example, when I worshipped, I could see the throne room and, like, all of that area, but I couldn't necessarily see the other things that reading his word would have helped me see. Like, the stories that he tells in the Bible for a reason, or the words of wisdom that he has in the Bible for a reason. Like, I can't necessarily get all of that through worship. Or, yeah, through worship. So, when we do one thing, we can see one part of God. But when we aren't active in the other areas, we can't see those sides of God. We can't experience his goodness in those areas. Um, so, yeah. Let's start with prayer. So prayer, the way I've heard it described before and the way that I, I guess, interpret it and see it is communication with God, talking to God, petitioning. So like asking God for things or asking him for certain areas in your life or for to help certain people in your life. Um, and then whatever we ask, he hears. Um, so we are going to start with the first Prayer for, or the first verse, yeah, for prayer. Can you go to the next slide? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, my phone's over there, and that's what I was going to use to look up the verses. <laughs> but if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to open your Bible because different uh, translations are always good. So this translation is the Passion Translation, which I feel like was really good for this specific verse, and I'll tell you why. So this is 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, and it says, Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him, for if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. If we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. So, he does hear our requests when we ask him, but the reason that I thought this specific translation was really good was because it says agreeable to his will. The NIV version doesn't say that, but I think that's really important to know because sometimes, um, I'll just use me as an example. like. I will pray a lot for things that I have to double check myself because it's not his will. Like, pray for a million dollars. Like, yeah, you can pray that prayer. Like, I need money. Let's be real, we all need money. But like, what if it's not God's will to pray for money? Like, what if he's like, I don't need you to have all this money. Like, I need you to be dependent on me. Um, and when we do that, when we pray for certain things and we're expected, because the word tells us to be expected. Yeah. The word tells us that he hears our requests and that he's going to help us and get those things. But like if we're not praying for his will and we're constantly praying for what we want, we're left feeling disappointed. And we're left blaming God because we're like, you didn't give me this thing that I asked for that you said you would give me. But like, did he say that he would give it to you? That's the other thing. Like... If it's not in his word, then probably we shouldn't pray for it. It's my thought. Or like, <laughs> it's my thought, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Everything take to God, please. <laughs> um, or like when I was younger, I was talking to God to ask him for an example for this. When I was younger, I'm just gonna be completely transparent for you guys. I would pray for certain people to be my significant other. Uh -huh. <laughs> if I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> like when I was in high school, and I think even middle school if I look back, like I was like, God, I really wanna be with this person, like can you make it happen? <laughs> and like, I don't think that that's how it works now. I'm just gonna let you guys know that that's not how it works. Oh, bummer. <laughs> like we shouldn't be praying for people to like us or to love us, like. If it's meant to be, Jesus will work it out. Exactly, this is why we don't pray for mates, babies, or dates. <laughs> Um, yeah, now that I've basically told you guys everything about me. It's funny though because 
when you're that age, you don't really know what's good for you or what, like, so, like, if I look back and think about all the people that I was praying for God to, like, basically let me be with, like, none of those people were good people. So, like, he's looking out for y'all. If he didn't let it happen, there was a reason. Amen. That's a good word. But, yeah. I just thought it was really cool. 
But as I was reading it, it was like I was watching a movie. And like, till this day, I can't really explain like how it is that I saw it or like how it is that I experienced that. But with each verse, it was like I was seeing it played out in front of me. Or like, I was in a virtual reality. I guess that's the closest I can like explain it to you. But that in and of itself for me was something to be in awe of. Like the fact that God can like download stuff like that into your mind if you're willing and open and um, searching for those things, which we can talk about more in the curiosity section, but that's like more towards the end, so sorry. Um, but yeah, we can go to the next thing. So the next one is obedience. Um, this can also seem daunting with my personality. <laughs> I'm just going to be transparent again and say that I am not good with obedience. <laughs> I struggle mm. literally all the time. Um, yeah, but it's good. There is joy in being obedient because we don't always know what's best for us. Or like we don't know what, a lot of the time like we don't really know what to do. Even if we say we know what's going on or if we say we know what we're doing, like, if God's not in it, we probably don't know what we're doing fully. Um, but if you can go to the verse, um, oh shoot, I can't see. <laughs> John 15, I believe is the chapter, so if y'all want to turn there with me. Y'all don't have to fix it. It's okay. If you can't fix it. Let me see. What verse? John chapter 15. Actually, the whole thing is really good, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay. Amen. What? What verse? Um, we're going to go with verse. Way that 
we can fall short or that we can that we end up not hearing God's voices when we're discouraged. Um, so I think the verse that I used for this was Proverbs 27, 17. This was the first one. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, I like to use this a lot when I'm referring to Cammie <laughs> because Sparks Cammie <laughs> and I are both very sharp individuals and yeah but it's good um and then the next one which has disappeared from my site for some unknown reason i'm going to go ahead and say was hebrews chapter 10 24 through 25 so if y'all want to turn there Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, can, I, can you read that? What was that again? Yeah, it's yeah. Hebrews 10, 25. verse 24 through 25. Sorry if I didn't say that. My bad. I'm not good at you're doing, you're doing great. Oh, you're doing fabulous. Um, you're awesome. You go, girl. I think I had a different version when I did the PowerPoint, but it's okay. No worries. Um, so for this one. Here it is. Oh, sweet. It's up there. <laughs> I'm going to read the Passion Translation to you guys because I feel like it uses more words that are just able to like help you understand better what they're trying to say. So like here it says, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. Mm, that's good. So to me, that's saying like, encourage them, but like find different ways to encourage them. Like not the same thing every day, um, so this past week, well, I think this past year, I have permission to share this because I talked to Cammie beforehand, so we're good. <laughs> um, but this past year, I think, has been really trying for our friendship, and we've been learning new things about each other, and, um, I think just overall trying to figure out who we are as we get closer together, but also as we grow, and discover more of ourselves. Um, so this past weekend, we had to have a conversation because we were both just really in different places, um, but trying to be in the same place. And so we were trying to learn like how to love each other well and how to learn how to forgive each other, but also apologize for things that we do wrong. Um, the apologizing for things that we do wrong is mostly me because I suck at apologizing for things that I do wrong. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, <laughs> I think I have a lot of pride and Jesus is working on me in that area. Um, but I guess after we had the conversation about like, I guess like how did we hurt each other? How did we offend each other? Um, God was telling me like, she just doesn't know that you love her or she just doesn't know that you care about her and like show her that you love her encourage her and show her that she's worthy to be loved so like as i was talking to god about these things like he was like why don't you write her a note and like put something encouraging on the note and so i did and i left it for her to find before she went to work because she has a very intense job and so I wanted her to be encouraged that she went, she has to get up early. So I wrote the note, and then she texted me later that day. She also wrote me a note back, which was really sweet. But she texted me later that day, and she was like, this was really encouraging, it made my whole day. Just like stuff mm -hmm. like that, like, maybe like the person has different ways in which they like to be loved, or different ways in which they feel loved. Like, 
you just have to find those things. And I don't really know like what all of those things are for Candy, but like I knew that that one thing would probably make her day better. So I did that. But it also says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. This is talking about me. Me too. I don't know if you guys knew that, but this verse is specifically about me. So feeling personally attacked by Jesus, it's okay. It's a good place to be. Um, in fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Um, so when I was living by myself, back to that time, because <laughs> I no longer live alone, it's great. Um, I did this a lot. I pulled away a lot. I neglected meeting together. Actually, I avoided it like the plague. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? You guys are having fun on a Friday night? Well, I have things to do. And by things to do, I'm hanging out by myself and probably watching TV. <laughs> That's the reality. Sorry, guys. Love you. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would do that a lot mostly because I didn't want to confront the things that I was going through. And I know that whenever I'm with people who are close to me, they'll like, pull those things out whether I want them to pull that or not. <laughs> and so it ends up being a kicking and screaming match between me and people who care about me. Um, but the reason why this is important for the idea of staying in awe with God and um, not falling out of love with God is because the people around you are the people who are going to help you grow. Like you can't I, I want to say can't, but I feel like it's very, very difficult to go through a trial if you're just by yourself all the time. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> um, like, when I lived in the apartment by myself, there were many times when I was like, I feel like nothing's happening in my life. Like, I feel like I'm not doing anything. That's because I didn't have people to, like, pull those things out of me, or I didn't have people to interact with or help me grow or teach me new things like you won't know if you've grown unless you're around people to help encourage you and show you that you've grown whenever i'm around people who have my best interest in mind they always tell me like you've grown so much or like remember where you used to be and where you are now and like i can think about my friendship with candy and know that we've grown so much even though these past couple of weeks have been so painful <laughs> after this conversation after the conversation with Mrs. Butler, I was like, now that the torture is done, it was like physical, emotional, mental torture. But then I was like, I need to figure out how to put physical in there because we were literally just talking. So Cammie was like, we had to sit in this chair for hours. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. We could have fought it out. It would have been fine. Yeah, no, we shouldn't fight it out. It's okay. It'll be great. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yes. It's good. They keep telling me that fighting is good, but I don't understand. Talking <laughs> it out. Yes, conflict is good. Physical fighting is not good. Do not do that. I'm not encouraging that in any way. I feel the need to say that. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Um, also, I feel like people... When you're in a relationship with people, there are going to be people who know different sides of God that you don't know, or like have seen different sides of God that you haven't seen, or are just there to be able to teach you new things that you don't know. So when you're not in community, you miss those things. Like, for example, if I weren't at the Butler house right now, like I wouldn't have Mrs. Butler in my life every day to show me the things that I'm doing wrong. <laughs> not necessarily in that way, but like, she doesn't say it like that. She's like, so how's it going? And then she'll like start a conversation and I'll tell her about my life and she'll be like, so how does that feel? Or how's that going for you? And I'll be like, it actually really sucks. Like, I've been doing this, but like, yeah, usually the conversation is more intense than that because I'm like, nothing's wrong, I'm fine. But yeah, that's also why it's important. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about was accountability. I don't know if I have another verse after this. Or... 
Oh, yeah. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. James chapter 5, verse 16. Um, this one really fits with accountability um, because when you're in sin, that's like the best way for the enemy to mess with you. Because when you're in sin, you can't hear God. That's right. Because even though you're like, doing the stuff that you want, like, you won't be able to hear God because you've never confessed it to God and you didn't bring it out to the light with your community or your people. Yeah. Or, like, something I learned at the prayer room was, like, your core people. So, like, there's a circle of people who you tell everything to, and then outside of that is your friends, and then, like, your um, acquaintances, but it's always important to have a core, like, somebody that you can talk to Somebody that you can confess your sins to, that you feel comfortable doing that with. For me, that's candy, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on being a better person. <laughs> I try to tell her all the things, and she pulls them out of me, usually. We're working on that as well, <laughs> just to be transparent and in the light. <laughs> um, but out of all the people that I know, Cammie's probably the only person that I will tell everything to or like confess all of my sins to because she's my accountability partner she sleeps right down the hallway like she's gonna know if i'm not okay like or if i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing so like everybody needs to have that kind of person in your life because if not you're gonna keep doing the same thing over and over again because you don't have somebody there to help you through it or to help you out of it and to bring those situations into the light um, a sister from another mister. Faith and trust. Um, so one of the things that I felt like God was saying was feeling like there are unfulfilled promises can be discouraging, which is kind of like what I talked about already. Um, but also trusting God through the trials and believing with expectation is really important. Um, because our good old friend Job, you guys all know about Job, right? <laughs> um, Job chapter 37 14. I don't think I put it up there. Oh, it says, Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider God's wonders. Um, so when I first read this, I thought it was a good thing. I was like, Yeah, Job, stop and consider God's wonders. But then I realized that Job was actually going through a trial and somebody was correcting him. And so I was like, oh dang, okay. But basically, um, during this time, Job was going through a lot of like sickness and just basically like a lot of attack. And he was blaming God, I guess, or like saying like, God, why aren't you healing me? Or God, why aren't you making me better? Um, and that's in that entire chapter if you guys want to go through it in your free time. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, there was that lack of like faith there or a lack of trusting God that what God had planned for him was good and that what God was going to do for him was good. Um, there's also, I guess, like to reference that Job 3.25, if you guys want to turn there. I have to figure out where Joey is in my Bible. Right. Flips through it again. I used to think it was job. I was like, who's job? Why did we call him that? I was so concerned. And palms. A palm tree. mean a palm tree? Chapter 3. Oh, my bookmark's already there. Thanks, buddy. Um, oh, chapter 3, verse 25 says, what I feared had come upon me, what I dreaded has happened to me. So that was the other thing. Like, There's a lot of like fear that something's going to happen to you when you, 
and you ask God to do something for you, but you're not trusting it, and so then it happens because you're not trusting God. Um, I think that, like, you need to trust God that God's going to do the good thing for you and that he doesn't, he's not going to abandon you in your situation. He's not going to leave you behind in your situation. Um, you need to have faith and be expectant that God is going to be there at the end and that he's with you in the, in, through it too. Like he's not just leaving you there through it. He is with you in the whole thing and he hasn't abandoned you. I think that's important to know. But yeah, that's what I have on that one. Let's go to the next one. Proverbs chapter three. <laughs> um, I didn't put this one down because there was a lot of words. Sorry, friends. Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Um, but also, I wanted to include the part that says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So, in the same vein, I guess, like, when we're going through something, we try to fix it ourselves. We try to do things that are going to make us instantly comfortable or something that's gonna bring instant gratification to our situation where we won't have to go through it anymore. But like, that's being wise in our own eyes. That's, the, that's thinking that we know how to fix this situation when God already has the solution for us. Instead of like persevering and pressing into him and what he wants us to learn through that moment, like we try to do things on our own. And I know for me that was a really big thing. Like when I was living on my own, and I was messing up so many times, like in my own things, in my own trials, instead of like talking to somebody about it or asking somebody for advice or just being transparent, like I tried to fix it on my own and what I thought was right to do. Um, but God was like, I already have the solution for you and you just need to follow my word and follow my way. Um, but something that he was telling me too is absence of faith leaves open a door for doubt and lies. If you don't believe in the word, if you're not reading the word, and you aren't in community, and you're not in obedience with what he's saying, you're going to believe the lies and the doubt that you have, that other people are telling you, or that the enemy will tell you. But yeah, that's what I have in faith and trust. <laughs> cool. Amen. Um, the next part is worship. Um, we see God's glory and beauty through worship, and there is unity with God when we worship. Um, yeah, if you could go to the next slide, that would be cool. Um, so this is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So for this part, this is important because this is where we become one with God. This is where we find unity with God is when we're in worship with him. Um, this verse talks about being transformed into his image, so we become one with him, but we also become one with the people who are around us. Because if we're all looking at Jesus, we're all in unity together, um, which is important for the community part. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, I think there was another verse. Maybe you didn't make it up there. Oh, I didn't put it on there. But so the story for that one... Um, when I was living by myself and like going through my own trials and stuff like that and worshiping, I was starting to be very stagnant and I realized that I was starting to be very stagnant, even in my worship. Like you can only go so far if you're not talking to God or if you're not reading his word in worship. Um, but one of the really cool things that I found was that God gave me a song in my trial and, um, and that was because I persevered in the area of worship. So, yeah, I think worship is really necessary to, like, I guess, like, bring stuff out. It, like, takes the hurt out when you're singing to God. Or even if you feel like you don't know how to sing. Like, if you just talk to him in, like, poems or, like, writings and stuff like that, the pain won't come out onto a paper. 
then it's no longer inside of you because it's out. Um, I think the next one that was up there was curiosity. Um, God hears our prayers and answers them. Um, and also in the beginning, like I talked about one of the definitions when wonder is used as a verb, um, it means to be curious. So the very definition of wonder is curiosity. And the verse that I have for that is Matthew 5, 6. And it said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Like, if you are hungry to know more about God and want to know more about God, he's going to answer your prayers. Um, he's not just going to leave you there without any answers or any type of answers, even if it's an answer that you don't want to hear. It's still going to be something that's going to help you in the end. I'm hungry. And then the last one, I think, is giving thanks. Um, the Bible talks a lot about in all things give thanks, and this is a part of being obedient. So when you love someone, you're grateful for them too. Like staying in love with somebody, if you're staying in love with God, you're you're grateful for him because you love him and he's someone that you care about. Um, so the verse I had for this was Psalm 107, but it's a really long song, so I didn't put it up there. Um, but basically throughout the psalm, he's saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He says it several times. So like, he'll give a trial. And then he said, but then the Lord was there and took him out of it. And then it says, give thanks. So one of the things, well, these were all the trials that I noticed when I was reading through it. The first one was that he redeems us. And then he leads us out of the desert. And he leads us out of darkness and breaks chains. He saves us from ourselves, and he gives us courage. Um, and after each of these scenarios in this chapter, it says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was important to me. I think that was the last one. Yeah. Um, ultimately, for me, this whole thing of like pressing in and persevering for my love for God, I think a lot of it is like going against what my flesh wants. Like I know that I'm gonna be wrong sometimes, probably a majority of the times, but still like if you press in and wait for God and if you're patient and wait for God, he's gonna be there and he's gonna answer you. And if you do all of these things and you try to, not in your own power, but with God, if you let God do it through you, um, you'll be able to see God's wonder more, or be in wonder of God, I guess, and also be able to stay in love with God. I feel like I need to emphasize the whole not in your own power. Yeah, say that. It's not in your own power. Like, you trying to stay in love with God your own way, or like the way that you think is best, or through your own actions or expectations, like, that's still through your own flesh. Like, you need to do it with God. Um, and it needs to be what God wants you to do in those moments. Like, these are just things that have helped me. Um, these are all ways that are going to help you. But, like, it doesn't matter what order you do them. It doesn't matter to what intensity you do one more than the other. Except for prayer and reading the word. Those are the two most important things that I feel like are very necessary. And... The other five, or however many there were after that, aren't like as huge, but those two, you really, really need to do because those are where you learn God's character. Those are where you learn God's identity. And without God's identity, like the other stuff is gonna be hard to do. But that's what I have. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. If I said anything today that you were not supposed to hear or that was wrong, I'm sorry, please do not receive that. But if there was anything that I said that was good and that you needed to hear, I pray that you do receive that. I am also still learning. I'm not a baby Christian. I'm not a baby Christian, but I'm still learning as we all are. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do our time of activation now. Um, activation is really important. 
It's the process of making something active or operative. We do this at the end of every sermon um, because it helps us put into action what we've learned. So hopefully y'all have learned something today. Yes. Um, so for this activation, I guess I'm just gonna play music. Um, but also I want you guys to like pray and talk to God on your own um, and ask him which one of these things you're doing that you do really well, but then also which one of these things do you want to learn how to do better? Um, or which one of these things does he want you to work on? Um, yeah, that's what I got. And if you guys need someone to pray with you through these things, we're gonna have people pray for you. Can we thank God for Jackie? Jackie! Good job, Jackie. Good job, Jackie. Yeah, right? That was a good word. That was a good word. You guys, go ahead and put those five back up there, those six or seven things back up there. Gina, would you pass out those papers right there? Make sure they get one real quick. Can you help them? Make sure they get a pen. There's some Thank you. This activation part is my favorite part of the day because it's when we actually move from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's where we encounter God in a way that actually changes our life, where we stop just talking about what our faith means and we actually put it into action, hence the word activation. Right? Amen? Does everybody else want to go from faith to faith and glory to glory? Yes. I do too, right? I love what Jackie shared about the joy that comes when we obey. Every time we are willing to submit ourselves to activations or moving from that place of faith to faith to glory to glory, our joy really does increase and we're, because we're operating a greater revelation every single time of more and more of his love, of more and more of his goodness, of more and more of his understanding of who God is and what he actually desires for us. And when we stay in those in that beautiful highway, as the scripture tells us, right? The highway of holiness. It, that is the time, those are the moments when we can most purely taste his goodness and experience it. Amen? So I want you to take just a minute, and I want you to look at this list, and I want you to ask Holy Spirit, which one of these is the most difficult for me? Holy Spirit, which one of these is the most difficult for me? When you get that, just go ahead and write that one down. And if you're thinking, I'm great at all of these, ask Holy Spirit which one of these is the most difficult, not which one am I great at? Which one's the most difficult? Which one maybe could I grow in would be another way to phrase that, okay? Or even, Holy Spirit, which one do you want to talk to me about today? Do you want to talk to me about prayer? About reading your word? About obedience? About community and accountability? About faith and trust? About worship? about curiosity, not about giving thanks. If you got your words, say, I've got it. If you need more time, say, I need more time. Everybody has it?
keeps me from being able to move fully in this aspect of it. What is the life? He has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him and through his good and precious promises. He loves you perfectly. He has made a way where there is no way. He has better plans for you than you could have ever dreamed of for yourself. Just think of that song, Waymaker, Miracle Giver. That's our God. Father God, we just bind right now any and every spirit of deception in Jesus' name that would try to deter your people from the fullness of your grace upon their lives. Every lying spirit that would tell them that you're not enough in Jesus' name. Every foul spirit that would try to convince them that they're too dirty, too messy, too, too stinky, too far, in too big of a pit that you can't reach them and pull them out in Jesus' name. We decree and declare over every single person in this room, every single person in this city, and every single person in this state that Jesus is enough. And that in Jesus Christ, in the strong tower of his name, that they are safe. 
that they are secure and that they are significant and have a purpose. Father, I ask that you would baptize your people afresh with your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name and that you would baptize them with your glory and with your grace and with your fire. When I just heard me too and me too, we always need that fresh anointing from the top of our head to the soles of our feet up on that we might be able to hear your voice clearly and see what you're doing succinctly and be quick to obey, quick to do what you call us to do. Know that we know that we know that we know that you are good. And that not only are you good, but you are faithful. And not only are you faithful, but you are willing. And not only are you willing, but you are able in Jesus' name. Can anybody say amen? You are willing and able. The scripture tells us that it's the willing and obedient that inherit the land. We only have to be willing and then do what he told us to do. And just like Jackie was telling us earlier, when we're willing, we say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to do it again. I'm willing to get up again. I'm willing to try again. I'm willing to believe you again. And we're obedient. We step out in faith and do what he asked us to do. It says we enjoy Enjoy means to experience joy, to encounter pleasure. To be embodied, really, with his presence. In his presence is fullness of what? Joy. Right, Mama? Yes. Yes. So, Father God, we bless them right now in the name of the Father. In the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, you know what that thing is that they wrote on their paper, Father. And I just ask for an extra measure of grace to break through, to break through, to break through in Jesus' name. We just decree and declare over them no more delay, no more delay, no more delay. There's a glory on that. There's someone here today, the enemy's been telling you this is never going to stop, and the Lord wants you to know, he said, no more delay, no more delay, no more delay, and that's a word for you. You decree and declare that over yourself, whatever that promise is, whatever that truth is, the Lord says, no more delay, no more delay, no more delay in Jesus' name. Worship the Lord your God, for he is good, and he is mighty, and he is above all things. And he has decreed and declared that every enemy of the Lord shall be brought under his feet. It truly is finished. Can you say that? Let me say, it is finished. Amen, it is finished. It is finished. You feel that? There's a glory on that. It is finished in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good 
and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.